guys, I welcome you all to the very first episode of our podcast, Sex Unlearned. So guys, today in the very first episode, we are going to talk with Dhanashree as she answers all my questions related to sexuality and Kama Sutra to the best of her knowledge. So we hope that you all enjoy listening to us talk about the Kama Sutra and different other aspects of sexuality. So starting with the first question, Dhanashri, tell me what is the Kama Sutra basically all about? Give me and all the other listeners a basic gist of what we can find in the Kama Sutra. Okay, so Kama Sutra is, uh, I would say Kama Sutra is wrongly perceived as a book of, you know, sex position. It is, it does include the, uh, you know, uh, the different sex positions, but it is not solely a book about sex positions or even sex. The the reason behind is is that you know it is actually of way of living a life. The reason why I called it as the most powerful um, book uh, of ancient India is because it does not discriminate among anyone. Like <clears throat> if you uh, read Manus. Manusriti or Kautalya, you will see that the book has uh, significantly discriminated among lower caste people uh, and upper caste people. But uh, the Kama Sutra, the very book is so much, you know, unique. The uh, It is because it does not discriminate among anyone. It actually gives a, a, an equal platform to a woman and actually respects and talk about the women's sexual pleasure. Dhanashri, you talked about uh, the Kama Sutra being inclusive of not only men's sexual pleasure, but also a lady's sexual pleasure. How is the Kama Sutra talking about a women's sexual pleasure? Can you please elaborate? Okay, so uh, it uh, the the writer of this book, Vatsayan, since this book is written in hymns and poems and it is then translated to English, so uh, a really interesting thing for what Vatsayan says is that if uh, a woman, sorry, sorry, uh, it says that a woman is free to leave her husband if she does not experience sexual pleasure from him. And not just this, uh, the the society at that time was so inclusive that, you know, uh, it was uh, allowed, if uh, it was allowed that if a woman, if she is not sexually satisfied, not even just women, even men, if they are not uh, sexually satisfied in a marriage uh, and and they don't want to, you know, end that marriage or anything. They can go and seek partners, uh, other partners, and uh, satis- uh, se- and sexually satisfy themselves. So, Dhanashri, I also have another question. You talked about the Kautilya and the Manuskriti uh, being discriminatory against, you know, different castes and everything. And uh, on the other hand, uh, the Kama Sutra isn't. Can you please tell us how these books are different from each other on, on the basis of discrimination? Okay. So, 
तो कौटल्य और मनुस्मृति रीजन वाई आई कॉल देम डिस्क्रिमिनेटरी इज बिकॉज ए दे डिस्क्रिमिनेट अमंग लोअर कास्ट पीपल एंड हाई कास्ट पीपल एंड ऑल्सो the manuspriti is the uh, you know is a book which has bent so harsh on uh, on women that you know uh, they actually uh, you know, it it has written that how a widow should uh, should should not remarry and how a woman after the death of his uh, of her husband should live her life but as we talk about kama sutra you 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 don't see anything it is it is all revolving around pleasure and being uh, being at a peace with your body and uh, and your energy and the energy created by your body it it talks about these chakras which which you have uh, have uh, uh, like in in your body and how you uh, how using the uh, these energy uh, this energy you can actually get uh, in touch with the god like uh, here comes the you know uh, concept of tantric sex wherein they believe that you know having uh, a powerful sex can uh, lead lead you to uh, to meet the god you know get in touch with god spiritually the the an element of spirituality comes so it's it's actual actually a book about uh, spirit uh, you know spirituality and being at a peace with your body and your pleasure because the thing is it believes that uh, it strongly believes that uh, you know what ki if there is uh, if the sexual pleasure between a, a couple like between a marriage uh, okay a, a couple is really good like uh, the both the partners are sexually satisfied in the uh, in the relationship then ultimately they will uh, the, uh, their inner self will be satisfied and since they are satisfied and they are receiving the pleasure they want they will be happy from inside and which will obviously spread happiness to their family and since how, how if the family is happy then the society will be happy and disciplined and without any crime this one thing i forgot to mention that you know what uh, what i am not saying that this uh, ritual was practice in entire india but yes it was practice in um, um, some part of india i am not really sure about it uh, where exactly it was but yeah there was this uh, there is this ritual uh, there, there was this ritual where is when a king is coronated he was uh, you know he was uh, made to have sex with with her wife in front of his praja Uh, and while having uh, sex in front of the, uh, his praja the praja would actually worship that thing so like they strongly believe that if the relation the sexual relationship between the a king and a queen is uh, really good and they both are satisfied then the uh, king will be satisfied enough to uh, rule uh, good uh, to rule excellently uh, uh, in in his kingdom and since he will rule excellently the uh, the the praja would be happy and it will also peaceful and disciplined uh, we are talking on manusmriti and all but you know manusmriti and like टिपिकली तो मनुष्मी कौटल्या एंड कामसूत्र थ्री डिफरेंट टाइप्स ऑफ बुक उसको कंपेयर कैसे कर सकते हैं okay so i am not uh, comparing these three books as a whole all i am doing is you know comparing the co- uh, commonality between these uh, 
all these uh, three books actually have uh, have one element common that how a person should behave if you talk, if you read manusriti um, it has uh, given that as i mentioned earlier ki how uh, how a widow should behave or how a widow should live her life when uh, after her uh, death after the death of her uh, husband and then all those things like they these three book the commonality between these books is that uh, is that that they they uh, explicitly mentions that how a person should live in a society mm-hmm. and has those elements of you know spirituality and all those things uh, the uh, spiritual aspect and the social behavior of an individual in the society he or she is living in So Danishree, you had also mentioned something about tantric sex being, you know, a kind of spiritual enlightenment for the person. So, can you please elaborate more about that? Okay. So, what? First of all, what is tantric uh, sex? So, it is a practice wherein wherein two people aim to achieve uh, spiritual enlightenment or oneness. with god and uh, uh, divine uh, divine pa- power through sex so now the thing is i i don't really know like much about how this tantric sex wagera works but all i knew is that you know with over the period of time the the, the real concept of uh, tantric sex has already uh, actually reduced and you know uh, now the the word tantra or like tantric is actually perceived as a bad uh, bad thing which may be true because how uh, the the reason why it is considered or perceived as bad uh, is because uh, the this idea of tantra actually went to california wherein now there are actually centers where the uh, this tantric sex and all those stuffs are you know practiced but mind you it is really difficult like it it uh, has a lot of violence and and uh, you know a lot of uh, violence and eating all those dirty things and you know uh, and a lot of rage anger and and it it is really you know and also like if you go and uh, dig up on this topic now you will not even like find much uh, information until and unless you don't go there personally and see what is there because now now uh, in this era the tantric this this tantra black magic uh, like uh, ta- tantra or this tantric thing is actually associated with black magic and now people are actually like afraid sort of afraid to you know speak uh, uh, on it and and you know and talk about it so i am not a really good person to uh, comment or like give knowledge about what is a tantric sex but this is all i know what i am telling you okay so next question i had is i wanted to ask about is there any mention of homosexuality in the kama sutra yes uh, of course there is a mention of uh, uh, homosexuality in kama sutra in fact the chapter 9 of kama sutra wholly de- deals with oral sex and homosexuality and uh, to be honest like uh, to be uh, really honest that uh, homosexuality was ne- never a shame uh, in india uh, or like in ancient india even even in mughal era there uh, the 
it wasn't a shame in fact there was this uh, king uh, mughal king uh, he wasn't much famous and uh, and and he had this you know really difficult name which obviously i have for, for, forget but yeah he had a, a a male partner of his like he had a gay, gay relationship so i uh, will surely uh, you know will surely put the name of that ru- uh, ruler and and you know uh, the information about it, uh, him uh, in the description below however coming back to the homosexuality thing okay so uh, homosexuality was never a shame or a kind of a taboo uh, in in uh, ancient india even there was mentions or there was some instances uh, in ramayana in and even in uh, mahabharata uh, where they, it explicitly talked about uh, homosexuality like in ramayana the, there was this tale of bhagiratha who was born out out of two women like there was this king who uh, who had two wives and uh, unfortunately he died without giving any heir to the throne so uh, these women were given ashirwad uh, to give uh to give a birth to you know uh, a child so that how the uh, bhagiratha was born and talking about and also like uh, oh yeah i forgot also uh, in ramayana there was this instances like when hanumana was going to Ra- ravan ki lanka na to you know uh, to bring uh, sita back and even at that time uh, he saw two women getting uh, a, a intimate uh, with each other in the jungle so like that how uh, they depicted homosexuality even in the, in these religious books okay so danashri you are you know remember once mentioned me about polyandry and polygamy you know how in like today's times people are so much you know against the like culture of polygamy as everyone likes to say so what do you, like what have you read or like have knowledge about something about this uh okay so the thing is polyandry and polygamy was you know ab- absolutely a normal thing in ancient india it was never a taboo or like horror kind of a thing uh is that like as i mentioned earlier ki you know uh Uh, th- that the kama sutra itself allows a, uh, a man the men uh, the man or a women to go and seek other partner if they are not sexually satisfied so the thing is uh, the polygamy and polyandry was never a thing you know it, it was never a taboo or any kind of uh, any sort of a thing but however there is this interesting aspect which which came after the moguls and britishers came like as you see ki when you go in the northern uh, indiana like in mostly northeast side there is a ritual of polyandry and also a ritual wherein the husband goes to uh, uh, the wife's uh, you know place to live after the marriage so uh, so what happened actually when these uh, <laughs> mughals in, invaded india so they they kind of you know they were against this poly uh, polyandry but however they were they were actually uh, you know actually you know it is support with poly polygamy 
so that's how the, there is this vast difference like you you see that when if you go to uh, south india wagera uh, you 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 it, the the history of polygamy is more evident however when you go uh, upside mostly in the northeast uh, uh, area you see that the concept uh, the history of polyandry is more prevalent so there uh, not just you know not just polyandry or polygamy there was also a concept of orgy and it was frequently practiced like uh, orgy was basically known as chakra puja or ghat kanchuk uh, kanchuki so uh, after uh, you are done with your house chores wagera uh, everything you know uh, a set of men and women would gather in uh, gather in a place and would you know sit in circle so in the center of the, that circle they would place a, a page wherein they used to draw uh, draw chakra like a uh, chakra is basically a god so a sign of a god they used to uh, they used to draw it and on top of that they used to keep a pot so in that pot actually uh, the women were uh, asked to put their cholis inside and then the men were asked to uh, uh, to take any one choli and uh, the and whoever's choli is that uh, they will start having sex with that particular a uh, particular female and then how like then they you know change their partners and that's how they used to perform the uh, uh, practice the uh, orgy in in that in the ancient india okay dhanushri i also had one more inquisitive question that i really want to know was there any prevalence of a sex toy in ancient india or actually anywhere around the globe okay so the the sex toys you know the concept of sex toys was actually uh, you know uh, in uh, brought by our ancestors i'm not talking just like india invented all the sex toys no i don't mean that i mean that you know the the concept of the sex toys was already, uh, actually brought by the ancient world and we are the one who you know modified it with uh, the thing one story which i know about is that you know the story of kegel balls like how the kegel balls were, uh, were actually invented in india and then it spread to the entire world now you could find those kegel balls uh, you with remote controls and and a vibrating sensations of uh, you know made up of silicon wagera so how these kegel balls were actually invented in india so so basically kegel balls are nothing but two silver balls connected to each other through through a thread and a drop of mercury is put in each ball now you will ask me why do we uh, why only mercury because as we all know that mercury heats up really quickly so these balls were actually used as uh, you know uh, you know uh, these balls were actually used as a sex toy like these balls were put into a women's vagina and it was uh, kept there and whenever you know whenever she used to do her house chores or any other thing that would make uh, as she used to move here and there that would actually make uh, her you know uh, the, those uh, that it would actually make that mercury the drop of mercury to shake and when that drop of mercury used to shake in that silver ball na so it created a a, a heat kind of sensation 
which ultimately gave uh, like which ultimately created heat into vagina and also vibrations because they were uh, that uh, you know mercury drop was moving so that's how it it caused uh, caused the women to or uh, to have a really good orgasm so that's how it uh, that's uh, that was the that was one sex toy which was actually invented in india now that you've turned 18 and have like and will be entering the real world where you you like explore different things what kind of difference have you seen till now in the mindset of people of our generation and the older generation as compared to you know when you're talking about things things all these things that are related to ancient india okay so uh, if we compare the old generation with our generation so i feel that our uh, generation is more liberal in that sense and uh, you know uh, they are more confident and uh, open minded uh, to talk about it and also like i have this hope that we'll have this in uh, the open mindedness of our ancient indian society back again with this gen z generation all right everyone with that optimistic answer from dynasty i hope you all enjoyed this episode thank you for joining in and listening to us we love you